Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today, I'm delighted to say, is our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away. It's James Pearce. Hiya, Jay. Hello, Ian. Also, and not in order of importance, it's Echo reporter Neil Jones. Hi, Neil. Hello. And last but very much least, sorry, not <laughs> least, it's Joe Rimmer, our all-round good egg. Oh, yeah. Hello, Ian. Hello there, Joe. Now... FA Cup this week. Joe will come to you a bit later on because I know you're a massive fan of the competition. But James, there was a press conference today. We're recording this on Friday afternoon. You were down there speaking to Jurgen Klopp. What did he have to say for himself? Um, well, not surprisingly, transfers was at the, the top of the agenda. Um, nothing new on that front, really. I think he said, I think the phrase he used last week, he said, nothing will happen unless something hits him in the face. This week it was... Uh, not very likely was his description that when he asked about the potential for incomings before the window shuts on Wednesday evening. Um, probably not what mo- most people wanted to hear, but it, it has been consistent over the course of recent weeks that you know he he was prepared to sit tight and wait rather than buy a Coutinho replacement. Um, and at the moment, unless Liverpool are keeping their cards incredibly close to their chest, it looks like. That um, that will happen. Um, there would be a very good reason for Liverpool keeping their cards close to the chest, though, wouldn't they? Given what's happened in recent transfer windows. Yeah, there would. But also, I think I think there's also a sense of not wanting to give people false hope, as well. Um, and I, I I genuinely think I think you know say say Thomas Lamar for example, if that was a deal that Liverpool were going to go and do, I think they probably would have done it by now, just because. I think for the right price that could have been done. I think we did a we did a Facebook thing earlier on in the week when we said, you know, that who knows that stance could change in the coming days. But there's been no sign so far that it that it is going to change. And I think when you look at recent windows, Liverpool don't have a habit, certainly under Klopp, of suddenly changing their mind with the when when the window is a couple of days away from 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 finish from shutting. Um, so. You know, I don't, I don't, I can't see the defeat of Swansea suddenly changing his mind, and I don't think anything that happens against West Brom on the weekend, or you know, barring a couple of serious injuries, I don't think that'll have any impact on Klopp's transfer plans either. Neil, do you think it's not likely that Klopp will get hit in the face in the next five days? <laughs> yeah, he, he will on social media. Yeah, hit in the face, but no. Well, he also said, didn't he? He said, I could say 100% no, but that'll kill off all the rumours, and I don't want to do that. We can enjoy the last four or five days, which to me suggests that. You know. Suggest James said a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll suggest Christian Walsh is other <laughs> yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. He can't, He's can't not here, so we can't. We can't, no, talk he can't defend him. himself. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> um, but, but in the next, basically, what Klopp was saying to me there was, you know, you'll keep writing your stories for the next four or five mm. days and you know, make the most of it because nothing's happening. <laughs> I think that was pretty much summed up. Um, I think he's still thinking it's a mistake. Personally, I don't think he. I think he's. He'll live to regret that stance. The club will live to regret the stance, especially if they uh, they sell off, well, loan off Daniel Sturridge as well. I think they'll find themselves at some you th- point. You think they definitely in, will regret it? Yeah, yeah. I think they'll come up short in at least, even if they finish top four. Perhaps I think they'll still have the niggling doubt that we maybe could have won the FA Cup or could have gone further in the Champions League or vice versa. Could have got into the top four. I think they'll they'll fall short somewhere and they'll wonder whether. Like in two thousand and nine, like in two thousand and fourteen, a little 
little signing in January at the end of the month might have just made all the difference. I mean, Joe, what's your take on this? It's it's shades. I think you wrote last week of last year and the fact that there's this player who's missing, who's been a key player in the mm-hmm. first half of the season. Do they replace him or not? Looks like they're not going to. They didn't last year. They got away with it, but they were only going for the for the top four. Then now they have got the Champions League and hopefully a bit of a run in the FA Cup. Yeah, I think Neil makes a, a very good point. I find it strange that having come so close last year to sort of throw it away, they, they needed a really good run at the end of the season of, of, of victories that probably weren't really what we were used to seeing from Liverpool one nil victories. Um, that they're they're willing to sort of take that gamble again this year, but it just seems consistent with the way Klopp. Managers and some some managers like to to um, to sort of chop and change and, and wheel and deal. Sorry, is, is probably the phrase I'm looking for. And they go into the market, they, they get a right back injury, and they they'll, they'll go into the market and sign a temporary right back if you like. Klopp's just not like that. He's not going to sign someone for six months just to see them through till the end of the season. It just it just isn't in his way of managing. So, you know, I think sometimes maybe he should be a little bit more. He should bend a little bit more to that. And, and you know, look. Let's say Liverpool gambled on a player, and he came in and scored one or two goals. It could be, it could make the difference, couldn't it? Um, so yeah, I think they're leaving themselves a bit light. It looks like Lallana's not quite recovered from his long tear injury, or he's picking up other injuries. Neil mentioned Storage there. I think it would be ludicrous to let Storage go because then you you're down to Ings and and Solanke coming off the bench. You know they don't fill you. They don't fill teams with dread, do they? When they come off the bench, so yeah, score the goal with yeah, yeah. So I, I just think you know. Bit more quality would not only help the team, but it would, would also lift the club. You know, when when Van Dyke came in, it was a big lift. Uh, you know, a feel good factor. I always think a happy club is a successful club. But, but that would only be for one week, though, wouldn't it? Say if they played one game and lost, then it's gone. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I still think I, th- I think it, when the fan base are on side and they're happy, the atmosphere at games is good. The atmosphere around the club is good, and it gives you the best chance of winning. So um, it's a shame that they're going into towards the end of this month. With so much negativity, Swansea didn't help. But in terms of off the pitch, people are very negative right now. James, do you do you agree with Joe that it's, it, things have become very negative all of a sudden at Anfield? I mean, I wrote something earlier this week talking about the January transfer window. Normally, everybody says it's the time when we don't really do any business. But you look at the top six, top seven. Everybody's done something fairly. Almost everybody's either doing something or done something fairly major. In Liverpool broke the transfer record to buy Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, basically they went and sold the best player to, to Barcelona. But is it? January has changed. I, I, I suppose, in a, yeah, partly. I think you see some of the deals that have been done this month. I mean, that a lot of the ones that have been talked about I don't actually haven't happened yet, have they? You know, no. Aubameyang to Arsenal or whatever, and I think obviously top. Well, they did sign Mkhitaryan. They, they, they have got Mkhitaryan. Yeah, but so. you wouldn't say. I wouldn't say Arsenal are any stronger without Sanchez, really? but with Mkhitaryan in. You don't or, think Sanchez is now weaker, surely? Yeah, yeah, but Sanchez has just basically been thrown in for the yeah, for six been, months. Still yeah, been he's still, player, yeah, 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 he's still absolutely brilliant. But um, I think Mkhitaryan's been thrown it in for the last <laughs> six months. Yeah, so that's, well, that's why it was good that they stopped. But they've been seen to they've been seen to do something in that sense. I mean, you know, again, it's like this. That was a deal. Okay, Sanchez leaving Arsenal. Everybody saw it coming for six months. But yeah. the team that he joined was not the one people were expecting. It's the same with Van Dijk. Yeah, I think it doesn't surprise me just because you look at the way Klopp has operated throughout his, his time at Liverpool and Joe's right in terms of the negativity around. I think also that negativity quickly lifts if you win games. It's, it's not. Yes. It, there's been a massive overreaction to that defeat at, at Swansea. You know, when you think Liverpool have lost one in 19 games, still in the top four of the Premier League, still in the FA Cup, still in the Champions League. I, I completely agree that I think they should have 
replace Coutinho this month. I think I think it's an unnecessary gamble to go into the second half of the season with so much to play for. Um, yes, they got away with it last season, not bringing in another wide player when Mane went to the Africa Cup of Nations for a month. Um, but that was Liverpool competing just in the Premier League. Now they've got three competitions to handle. I think that's that's the difference. But you know, I think when you look back over Klopp's reign, you know, you, you think back to two years ago, and there was, there was that clamour to sign Alex to Shearer that you know, and, and it reached the point where Klopp said, "No, I'm not interested. That kind of money, we'll leave it." People were fuming about that. You, know, you fast forward to that following summer. He's got to go and buy a left back. He's got to go. He, he didn't. He ignored that. I'll, actually, I'll, you know what? I'll play James James Milner there. Um, obviously, you know, last January with uh, not getting a replacement for Mane in. So, and then even you know, last summer with not not going in down a plan B for Van Dijk. Now he would say he was proved right because, yeah, every single time. Yeah. yeah. So again, you know, it, it feels like fans are being asked to kind of embark on a leap of faith again. Um, but it does feel like this one is probably the biggest gamble of the lot just because of what Liverpool have, could still achieve between now and May. You say he's been proved right, but he hasn't, does he? Because he hasn't won anything. As in, and, and who knows, Liverpool did finish in the top four last season, but who knows what they might, they might have done even better. They went out of the FA Cup in January when Mane was away at the African Nations. They went out of the League Cup in the semi-final when Mane was away. They could have won, theoretically won two trophies and finished second. They could have put a bit of pressure on Chelsea in the second half of the season. season, if, before, season first season, if he'd, have bought, if he'd have bought another centre-back who wasn't Stephen Corker in the January, they might have won the UEFA Cup, or the Europa League, sorry, and the League Cup. So, it's 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 how you look at it. You can say he's been proved right in terms of the signings he has made have been pretty good, but who knows what the difference it can make. If, if Liverpool had had one more body of quality, a good player... Maybe Alex Teixeira, maybe a left back, maybe a, a centre back. They might have been even better than in an even better shape than they're in now. Let's face it. We sit here saying all this. We don't know. Maybe maybe Liverpool have reached out and explored possibilities of replacing Coutinho, and maybe that anyone that they think is any good just simply isn't available. And and if if that's the case, then then okay. You know, it's difficult for us to sit here and say. They should buy X, Y, and Z. But yeah. those players just might, might not be. Well, Goretzka, Goretzka yeah. being one. Goretzka, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goretzka's one. You know that they they obviously wanted to bring Cater's move forward and and couldn't do that. So, you know, perhaps they perhaps they, they towards the start of the month when they sold Coutinho, they made discreet inquiries over certain players and they were told no and and then now they've decided to stay. You know, to but why sell them? Because maybe, because maybe, maybe there wasn't, maybe there wasn't a choice. Maybe he was that, that, much, that becoming that difficult behind the scenes, and, and Klopp sort of alluded to that. Yeah, I think the, the Coutinho thing. I think, oh, I, it, still, I still don't buy it. Yeah, I, I, know, I, 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 I don't. Just, I, I think Liverpool would be better shape if they'd have just sent Coutinho away and said, you know what, until you sort your, your head out, mm. don't want to see you. Go away. We'll never... pay you all you need to go. Go away. We'll see you when you come back. And he would have come back. He'd have 100% had to come back to but Liverpool. Klopp with Sacco did a totally different situation, but it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. We thought, I've had enough of you, bye. Yeah. And it was, that, it was that kind of thing. He never came back. It, it, it's not as if Klopp's just singled out Coutinho for special treatment in this regard. It's, he's basically yeah. been consistent with the way that he's treated pe- pe- players who've, who've done this kind of thing, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, because he... he He's, he's a manager, isn't he, that's all about the, the, the team ethic and the dressing room and once someone goes against that and you know he, he, he doesn't really want them there anymore, I think that's what we've seen and 
I agree with with, with with the Coutinho thing. I always felt that the World Cup was such a big, big thing to Coutinho that surely he would have had to have just got on with it because, you know, there were, he, he, the, the, what he would have lost potentially if he did walk around with a... With a, you know, having, a, having a tantrum for the next three or four months would have been so big, but you know, Klopp's the one that works with him on a daily basis, isn't he? and he 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 alluded it, alluded to it within, in the newspapers' briefing the other week when he said, you know, he almost feared the damage that would be done to the the team ethic, keeping someone again for another window who didn't want to be there. He felt that you know his attitude wouldn't have been right. You know, he, I think he said there was no chance we could have used him in the second half of the season. And he obviously felt his contribution would have dwindled. Now, I think some managers still would have said, we'll keep him. Because if, if Coutinho did go down that route, then I think all the criticism would have been directed at him rather than rather than Klopp. Um, but you know, that's just not the way Klopp operates, is it? And I think the price was obviously at a level where he decided, Do you know what, I'd rather spend that money elsewhere. You know, The criticism will be that he should have had someone lined up ready to come in when they sanctioned that deal. I mean, Daniel Stroys looked like he was going to be going as well in January. Now it looks like he's staying. I mean, Neil, what on earth's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, can, can, can you see what's happening? Can you see what's happening? Yeah, they need them, uh, sadly. You know, uh, they shouldn't need them at this point because he hasn't been there, has he? You know, almost at any point this season he's played, started five games and come off the bench in seven. And Liverpool have played a lot of games this season mm. already. So, the fact that they still need Sturridge, one, it shows that the squad's not particularly deep, and two, it shows that the people who are competing with Sturridge for a place haven't delivered, and unfortunately, Dominic Solanke looks like he's got some attributes, but at the moment, goal scoring at the top level isn't isn't one of those, and you know, it, it's quite a big one to not have yet. I think, you know, you, you look at a young striker, you'd 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 certainly take a sort of a a raw striker who can score goals but doesn't have an all round game. I think you'd take that over what Dominic Solanke is at the moment. Danny Ings hasn't started a game for Liverpool since Brendan Rodgers' last game. I think twenty fifteen. He's had two ACL injuries and hasn't what's he what's he had this season? Four sub appearances, is it? Four or five, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're banking on him then You've, you've missed out somewhere. Daniel Sturridge is needed. I, I wrote a piece today saying that, a bit like Coutinho, if Liverpool are, haven't got someone to replace Sturridge in the squad, don't let him go. And I think I think they'd be right to keep him because, as I say, even if he's only got a couple of good games left in him between now and the end of the season, that might be all Liverpool need. Joe, are you surprised that Chelsea haven't come in for Sturridge? Given the fact that they've gone for every other striker in the world, it seems. Perhaps so. He's not, he's not exactly the tall, traditional... Target man in the shape of an Andy Carroll. Is there, there, is, there is another striker that Liverpool on Liverpool's books who can't play for them. And he's playing in Germany at the moment, Origi. Yeah, well, I thought that was an odd one. I, my, my issue sometimes with Liverpool is they do players too many favours. Yeah. And, you, and you, you look at Origi and they think, at the start of the season, well, he might not get too much football. So go and have a year in Germany and make sure that you, you know, you're, you're playing games. And I think, well, no, just stay on the bench and... And try and force your way into the Liverpool team. If you're that good, you'll you'll try and do it. And, and it's the same with storage. You know, storage might want to get in the World Cup squad, 
But tough. Origi's he's he's had loads of injuries. Origi was involved yeah. in nearly every match they scored last season. Last wasn't year, he? And, yeah. he, and he had he had spells where he scored goals. I don't know how many he scored last year. Double figures. It's not great, Origi, but he's, be, he's better. He's better on Liverpool's bench than on Wolfsburg's yeah. bench. Well, he's, he's better. It's enough to make a difference, isn't it? Yeah, he's better than Sturridge being injured, Solanke not being ready, and Ings still recovering from his long injury. Definitely. I didn't think it was a strange decision at the time, to be honest, because he <laughs> did you, was, did he you was think, poor did you, in the second half of last season. But was it because of what happened during the summer when Solanke shone when he first came? Yeah, I think that was part of the decision-making process, yeah, because suddenly Solanke did really well in pre-season and certainly jumped above him in the pecking order. And, you know, I, yeah, I didn't have any... I, you know, obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing and probably Uribe would have played if he had hung around, but I think he went backwards last season and I think Liverpool felt that he needed to go and play to to help his development as a as opposed to not so much doing him a, a favour as such by by letting him go somewhere to play. Um, but yeah, the storage one is a strange one because it looked almost nailed on. He was definitely going to go. He seems to have had second thoughts about going into Milan. They're the only ones who have made an offer that would that would suit Liverpool with the loan fee and all of his wages. Um, and you know, suddenly now having been left out of the squad and not travelled to Swansea, it looks like he'll be back in the matchday squad to face West Brom, and and that is you know, Neil Jones is laughing off camera. By yeah, the way. I mean, to, honest, <laughs> I to, to me, to me, it's just common sense. It can't. I just didn't understand why you would sanction the departure of Sturridge when you only got Ings and Solanke as backup, especially on loan. You could, yeah. you could understand if they were selling him for 30, 30 million, million. Yeah. and you and an offer that's too good, good to turn yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, but, we'll put that towards a striker in the summer yeah. or, or whatever you whatever. need. But a loan deal, just, it doesn't make sense on any level. A Liverpool being a bit guilty here of always planning for the future instead of taking more care of the, the here and now, because you could apply this to the goalkeeper situation as well, couldn't you? The fact that Carrius has been kind of given a chance again, <laughs> Neil again, shaking his head, <laughs> not quite, can't Mignolet, quite get Mignolet his head around it. Tomorrow, yeah, so it looks like Mignolet's playing tomorrow, which means he's the cup goalkeeper, but does that mean he's now playing in the Champions League? Well, yeah, his good form's got him a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he will play in the Champions League. You don't? He'll probably sign rhythm, and he wants, play, he wants players that, if, if he needs to change it later in the season, he wants to know that they've all played a bit of football somewhere. So, unless Liverpool get through... He's <laughs> just making this up, isn't he? No, I just find bit. it all, yeah, yeah. It's all a bit bizarre, isn't and it? It's, it's, just, it's strange. I mean, is what, he trying, is he trying really to... has a match-winning performance tomorrow? Well, There'll be a clamour to put yeah. him in against Huddersfield. Yeah. And that just complicates matters, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but he's not, he, also, he also said that Danny Wardle played for the under-23s yeah. on Sunday. And that's a complete going again. You know, Danny Wardle hasn't played yeah. for the 23s. I don't... Isn't he going to see Camille Grabara's... Heart sink. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, Camille. You're on the bench. But what, what, what is, is the best case scenario for Liverpool that they win 5 1 and Mignolet drops an absolute clanger? So Klopp just No, goes. that's the best situation for Klopp. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, is it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably it's, it's, it's just, it is very strange, but then why is the goalkeeper position any different to any of the others? He could say, oh, he's had a few good games, put him in. I think it's about. Well, listen, we know because we, yeah, yeah we think, know, we know to, why. I, I mean, I've spoken to some goalkeepers. Chris Kirkland has one former Liverpool goalkeeper, and he talks about psychological mindset of a goalkeeper, and that you're, you're out on your own, and that you're worrying constantly about your your form. You're worrying about you. You know, a mistake costs you everything. You know that the other guy who you're training with every day, and you've got to have a great relationship with him because you train with him. But you know that he wants your spot. He doesn't just want to play alongside you or to 
to play in front of you or whatever. He wants to take your shirt. And he says, if you've got doubts in your mind as a goalkeeper, be the selection, form, fitness, whatever, then it'll affect your performance. And I think if you've got a, if you've got two goalkeepers who think they might play every weekend, but then think they might not, then you'll see you'll see a difference in performance to one who believes that he's part of the team and believes he's part of the future. Well, the other way of looking okay. at that is sorry, Joe. The other way of looking at that is to say, well, there's two goalkeepers there who are fighting for the for the place, surely they have to improve their level, they're pushing each other on, there's a positive way of looking at it rather than a negative way. Kirkland's a good example isn't he, because he played in that season 2004-05 with Dudek where Benitez just couldn't seem to make his mind Scott up. Scott Carson as well. Scott Carson played a bit yeah, and, and he chopped and changed it and the only time he made his mind up is when he said in the summer, right, I'll go buy Pepe Reina. That's what uh, I think that'll, that's what's going to happen with Klopp isn't it, he's, he's yeah. basically he's in two minds, he's, he's not your he, well, he wants carries to come through. Well, that carries is going to save a crucial penalty exactly. in the Champions League final. Well, maybe so, maybe so. I'd say Mignolet is the one who's going to save because carries the young guy. It could be Gravara. So, yeah. <laughs> Rado, it could be Gravara. That's <laughs> friend, friend of the show, Rado. Uh, the resident pole. <laughs> Another well, another player who probably won't be playing in the Champions League final if Liverpool get there is Lazar Markovic. Now he still plays for Liverpool, or at least he trains with them every now and again. I mean, what, what's what's the situation? I think it was one of the teams in Moscow in for him. Is he going, or what's what's happening? Well, got a clue. Liverpool are desperately trying to get rid of him. Yeah, they, as, they, <laughs> as, as they have been two days. Yeah, he, um, yeah. I think just. I think pound, what's for, what's pound for pound, I think it's probably the worst transfer Liverpool have ever made. What's happened? What happened? Well, what happened? Sorry, what happened? Well, <laughs> to be honest, in his one season when he did play, he, he was just far too lightweight. His, his, to, best, to his best contribution the... was coming on against Baal, playing well for 20 minutes, and then getting sent off Hopefully flicking somebody's nose. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in the way. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, just, just nowhere. Just nowhere near good enough. To be honest, the alarm bells were ringing before Liverpool even signed him because he was he was he was one of these players that was part owned by you know, like third party ownership. Doyen, Doyen Sports. Was it? Yeah, and I think I think Chelsea had the option to buy him for ten million and weren't interested, and then Liverpool bought him for £20 million. <laughs> Great business. Which, which probably tells you everything. That um, must have been a silent auction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you pushed a piece of paper over yeah. and went, oh, God, you, put a, you didn't put a decimal point. And then, obviously, he's had various loans. What was it Fenerbahce? He went back to, went back to Portugal, didn't he? Hull, obviously, in the second half of last season. I, I thought probably the most damning thing about Markovic was when we talked earlier on about Liverpool not one, Klopp not signing another wide man last January. Well, they, they cancelled Markovic's loan, and even though Liverpool were desperately crying out for a winger, he just sent him straight off on loan to Hull for the second half. My, my favourite one is that he's been on the bench this season at Leicester. Got beat in the Carabao Cup 2 0, didn't score. Markovic was on the bench. Liverpool made two subs and didn't bring Markovic on. Well, Joe, at the time, you were delighted with seeing him on the bench, weren't you? Markovic, yeah. Uh, was I? Was no, I no you, you were very angry with the, you were very was angry I, I, I was yeah. angry with the whole competition because I thought they just wasted it. Is another competition? Exactly. I'm glad he No, no, I like the We can lead into yeah. now. Joe, you're a massive fan <laughs> of the FA Cup. In fact, you regularly you know, extol the virtues of the magic of the FA Cup. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What, what's your problem with? I haven't got a problem with the FA Cup. I've but you seem to have a problem with it. Oh, <laughs> you do, yeah. James. Just calm down, right? But we're talking the office, but everyone mentions the FA Cup. You get yeah. really angry and walk off. I get off. upset. I, get, I don't walk off. 
Okay. Stay and fight the grab. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, green street. <laughs> Stand your ground. Um, no, I, I haven't got a problem with the FA Cup. I've got a problem with all the cliches and all the nonsense that goes with it. Like, so, so, for example, this week, if Klopp, if Klopp rotates, we, I've got a feeling he'd probably rotate and bring storage and, and drop Firmino. Hmm. So if he does that, then afterwards, say if Liverpool draw or lose that game, afterwards we'll have to sit and listen in the studio about how he's disrespected the FA Cup. We'll have Gary make a tweet, no, he disrespected the competition. But Only if Liverpool lose. Only if Liverpool lose. Yeah. But, but then, but then the, what I think about that is, surely if you were to ask any of those people, Gary Lineker, what's more important to Liverpool? The Premier League, the Champions League or the FA Cup? The FA Cup is third every time. It's not. He's not disrespecting the competition. He's cutting his cloth accordingly. And that... How you know, far third is it? How far third? Quite do you, far. Do you not far. think that Klopp needs to win a trophy, though? Yeah, I do. And, and, and I do. And I want them to do well in the FA Cup. That's but, why I'm yeah, not and also, the FA Cup. But, but the assumption is that he's trying not to, isn't it? When they beat Everton and then this draw comes, the home game against West Brom, the fifth round is, I think it's in between, it's in between, it's in between, but it's on a free weekend. So it's kind of opened up a little bit for, this, for Liverpool this competition, hasn't it? Because the, you can rest players because they're not, yeah. they're on weekends where if they don't get through, they won't be playing anyway. Look, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leap to... Mr. Rivers' support in that. Oh. I do think the I do think some of the coverage of the FA Cup it disgusts me. <laughs> it does. I hate I hate the the patronising of the lower league teams. I hate the fact that it suddenly becomes great that they've got a bin man who who, yeah. who plays at left back, or or they've got a guy who used to wash. Zlatan Ibrahimovic's car and now he's going to be marking them. Well, that's a good story, to be oh, fair. Yeah. That would be it's never that good yeah. story. That or, would be or a, that a would be goalkeeper. Yeah, or the goalkeeper who eats a pile. Yeah. Yeah. But no, even that's cynical. That's, yeah. Of course it's cynical. And that's, that's a part of it, the quirkiness of the cup. It's fine, that, but it's not. It's not nothing special. It's just, but it's, always, it's just coincidence. It's, it's yeah. always been like that, though. There's always been I, rubbish ties now. worth. It's no, it's always been like that because of TV companies. Though you almost have it rammed down your throat yeah. every time. It's a magical competition, and you better tune in. Yeah, and also, well, of course, but, 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 but that's what the bounce are, aren't they? The bounce are saying. We all know the the classic giant killings, don't we? So we all grew up with Ronnie Radford and Sutton United beating Coventry, yeah. and God knows the other Wrexham beating Arsenal. Hmm. Can you think of an FA Cup classic from the last 10 years, 20 years? 20 years? Yeah, an FA okay. Cup classic? F- Liverpool-West Ham final. Yeah. Can you think of a game where you go, third round of the FA Cup, oh, like, how incredible was that? You can't remember them. Oldham Liverpool. Yeah, that was a good game. That was a good game. It was a great game if you didn't support Liverpool. Yeah, well, was it though? Is that one? Is it was that three, gone down in, Has that gone down in, in folklore? Do we see the, do you know who got the goals for Oldham that day? Matt Smith got a few. BT Sports cricket anchor. But no, I see you trying to leave me here. It's been completely watered down. I thought Liverpool against I thought Liverpool against Everton was a good cup tie, a great atmosphere, and was a decent game, and had a nice story. That's what more would you want? I'll tell you a story why why the FA Cup hurt me. This is where, where my relationship with the FA Cup. I think you've been treating it wrongly. I went to Barnsley, Liverpool, back in 2006, 2008. So I went to that um, and I, I had two tickets. Couldn't get rid of the second ticket for love nor money. 
So I gave it away to my, my ex-girlfriend who came with me. Oh, it suddenly makes sense they, now, isn't she it? She was your current girlfriend. Yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, would be, that would be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Texas <Texting. laughs> <laughs> 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 Last minute of the game, what's his name? Harold. Brian, Brian Howard. Brian Howard. And, um, you remember that? And I, that was ten years ago. Liverpool, yeah. you know. And we get all, I, I just said, come on, we're going. You know, it, was, it was literally like the last kick anyway. And I, I stood up very, very angry. And she just grabbed my hand and she went, Joe. It's over. No, she's It's worse now, it's worse now. Because to be honest, she, I could have said it was over at this point. Yeah. She grabbed my hand and she said, Joe, I just want you to know I've had a really good time. And honestly, I've never been so furious at football match. I just said, get out, get out, get out, get out, let's get out of the field. You know, you've got some goals on you that day as well, Charles, Charles, Charles. What, what, what could be more magical if they come from that story? <laughs> really? He's the living embodiment of the magic of the FA Cup there. I've had a great time. Yeah. So, yeah. How long did she last after that? It didn't work out. How long did she last after that? I moved to Australia. Wow. I hope she doesn't listen to this. What a podcast. What a podcast. Who said the FA Cup was boring? There you go. How do we follow? That? I don't know where we go after that. I was going um, to say that. Um, have you got any FA Cup breakup stories? No, 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 no only that. Part of the issue with the FA Cup is the fact that so many teams now do yeah. disrespect it so much with the teams they put out. Because who won I it think last about... year? Who won it last year? Arsenal. Who won it the year before that? Well, Arsenal have won three of the last four. United won it. It's all, always, almost always one of the bigger yeah. teams. So well, it's the, dis- it hasn't, it hasn't the problem much. is everybody's disrespecting it. It hasn't done much time. for Wenger, has it? But when you think, yeah, and that's, that's well, that's point. more that's more Wenger than the FA Cup. That's the know, bigger either. teams don't disrespect it. It's actually it's, the, it's actually the middle like teams, the Bournemouth and the West Broms and the Stoke Stokes, because they don't have the squads that Liverpool and. But then, but then also when you look at but under Klopp, it has been. Pretty horrendous those FA Cup games 40, so far. Forty-four players yeah. have used hasn't he, in the FA yeah, Cup in eight games. But that's again. That, <laughs> you know, so the, Klopp, in some ways, he is disrespecting. Disres- is he disrespecting Liverpool? Well, no. I think he's had re- he's had reasons for picking the teams he has. I think I think he he you was guilty. He was, he was guilty of going. He went way too far, though, didn't he? Well, yeah, but then he'd say he, he got won. through in the times where it was dropped. No, the big big one for me was the team he picked against Wolves last January, yeah. when. You know, he made nine changes that day, didn't he? And and it was and having that team had struggled to what see off Plymouth, Plymouth yeah. in the previous round. So it was like, on what planet do you think that team, having struggled to see off Plymouth, is going to be good enough to beat a championship team? And it wasn't. Liverpool deserved to go out. I think the difference a year on is that the squad is a lot stronger. You can argue that it's not strong enough to do what Liverpool needs to try and do between now and May. But you know, he can make four or five changes on Saturday, and it will still be. A much much better team than that. When you think we've been lining up in FA Cup games with Chirivella, Branigan, Kevin Stewart, Ojo, players like Kevin that. Stewart, the only player on the clock to start six FA Cup games. Kevin Stewart, of course, who is older than Emery Chan, as Christian would always tell us. Yes. I mean, if you're a, if you're a top Liverpool player, uh, Neil, which fortunately to break to you, you're not. not. But <laughs> if you were, and then FA Cup week came up, and you found yourself on the bench. In like a fourth round game, a fifth round game, you'd be kind of upset, wouldn't you? You'd want to be playing. Yeah, well, depends what type of character you are, I suppose. Um, there might be some 
depends what teams out as well because I read through the Exeter team and just randomly on the bench in that game. I mean, the bench the was lo- like Connor Masterson, Joe Maguire, Pedro Chiravello, Cameron Brannigan, perhaps. And Adam Lallana was just happened to be on the bench, and it was like if I was on that bench, I'd have been like, "Well, am I just here to make sure these are all right?" You know, after half ten. To, to <laughs> well, he's from the south coast, isn't he? <laughs> he's just, just in the But but no, I I would want to play every game, and I would certainly. Also, I think what you what you do then is you, you sort of. Wenger's had a problem in the past with Arsenal, where he's he's rested loads of players, and then all of a sudden he, he goes. Ooh, quarterfinals here, you know, better bring back the big guns. I think, well, that's a bit mean-spirited, isn't it? And then, But then this goes back to what Joe was saying before, are they being too kind to the players? It's just putting out, either, whoever the manager is, whichever Possibly. club will say, I'm putting out a team that I think is best suited to win this game. Possibly. Well, I thought I will tomorrow as well, no, no doubt about it, he'll make changes, and if he if he doesn't win, it'll be held up that he's, he's messed up, as it always is. But really, James Wright, whatever team Liverpool put out tomorrow, should have enough to beat a flu-ridden West Brom. Irrespective of all of that, do you, I'll ask all of us now, do you think the FA Cup is, it should be a big deal for Liverpool this season? Do you think definitely, they've got a chance of winning any it? Any trophy should be yeah. a big deal for That's why I was so annoyed about the Carabao Cup, because any trophy, he needs to get that monkey off his back, doesn't he, and get, get a trophy won. Yeah. Joe? Uh, Joe, you did your Joe. James? Yeah, it's been, it's been far too long, hasn't it? Six years since Liverpool won anything. And the fact is, the FA Cup is the best hope of putting that right. So, yeah, I hope he... I hope he is very, very serious in terms of the, the team he picks on Saturday because you know I think it's a decent draw for Liverpool because West Brom have got bigger fish to fry as well. I think Pardew will make bigger changes. fish fingers to fry. They have <laughs> in breadcrumbs yeah. in the, uh, because I think they go to Man City midweek, don't they? In the in the league. Um, Hang on, does that count against against Liverpool in the sense that against City they could just go, well, we're never going to win that. No, and I don't think put, so. And they'll put the lesser team out and go bigger against Liverpool. No, because. It, it, the, the talking of the, the, no, the, val- the value of staying in the Premier League is just so ridiculous now that you know, the, the FA Cup will pale into insignificance. I think for, for West Brom, it's a, it's a much bigger game for Liverpool. Yeah, I heard Billich talk on Monday Night Football, and he said people say you know you write off games against the big clubs, and I think his record at Upton, Upton Park, London Stadium was awful against the big clubs. He had some thrashings, including two by Liverpool, and he said. You don't understand the damage that a big defeat does. So I think West Brom will be going to Manchester City with fourteen men behind the ball, trying to get a nil, you know, at least a, a two-nil defeat at worst. Right, we'll talk about something else now. The captaincy—that's been, you know, been discussed a little bit over recent weeks. I think Dejan Lovren was the captain against Man City. Um, I've already forgotten who the captain was against Swansea, and I was there. Emery um, Chan. Emery Chan. Yes. Well, in fact, the fact that I forgot been, that that underlines six, everything. Six that underlines everything, month. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Klopp was quizzed about it today, um, adamant that it, he hasn't shown a, a lack of respect towards the captaincy. I think, I think he's got a point in a way because obviously circumstances have dictated that he's had to to share it around. Um, obviously Henderson been out for a month with that hamstring injury. Vice captain James Milner not commanding a regular place in the side. I think I think probably what doesn't sit well with a lot of people is giving it to players who you know aren't 100% committed in terms of the long term to the club. I, I think I, I didn't particularly like the idea of Emery Chan getting the captaincy. I know, he, I, know I think he did it because it was the, he was the longest serving player, but you know, Coutinho you know, wore the armband before that. I think it was Mignolet before that. Um, I think Van Dijk is, is the obvious one. 
going forward when Henderson and Milner, neither of those are out there. Maybe at the moment, with Van Dijk still so new to the club, he doesn't want to burden him with any extra pressure or spotlight or whatever, but you know, I'd, I'd rather someone like him wore it than than someone who could be on his way in four months. Nearly bothered. Who's the captain? Is it not? Is it more of a symbolic thing than an actual... No, I think I think it matters. I think it, you you sort of you still look to your captain on the pitch. I think and I don't. I think Emre Chan does behave occasionally like a captain, and you know he's quite he's quite vocal. But I think I agree with James. I think I'd want a captain who's there for the long term. You know, whatever whatever your thoughts on Henderson and and or Milner, I don't think you can doubt that they're behind the Liverpool cause and want what's best. I'm not sure you can say that for Coutinho. Don't think you can say it for for Emery Chan. So, I think yeah, I think a bit more respect to the uh, to the armband and, and a bit more long term thinking over it rather than just Klopp said today. I think he said I pick me line up and then I realise oh I need a captain and that's how I pick it. But I think you should be thinking more more along the lines of right who's you know who's definitely in the team who who can I trust to lead that team. There we go. Then then the rest of the team around it. Joe, the fact that there's this differentiation between who can be captain and who doesn't look a captain, is that just always going to be the case at any club or is that underlined perhaps that Liverpool don't have as many many, you know, strong characters as perhaps they should? Yeah, I think I think that's the case. I think I, I think a really good captain can enhance your side. You know, we've seen it countless players, Vieira, Keane, yeah. Terry, Gerard, you know, throughout the years, a good captain is worth his weight in gold, but I, do, I, do, I think Liverpool, I, I, I agree with James, I think they should have given it to Van Dijk and almost say to him, now £75 million pound man, we, we back you, we, we think the world of you, given the captaincy. And he's a leader anyway, isn't he? He clearly is a guy who enjoys the responsibility. So give him the armband and, and you know it's almost like a new era, isn't it? I think my issue with the captaincy is if it's on someone like Henderson... He's injured too often, and he's not in the team, and he's not in the squads enough, and that that is becoming a problem. Right, we'll look at the team then for for West Brom, James. I'll ask you first. I mean, how do you see Liverpool lining up? We'll throw it up I mean, to everybody. Yeah, fact, yeah well, Mignolet obviously in goal. Mignolet in goal. So you'd goal imagine that. Yeah, well, you'd imagine that Trent would come in at right back when you for Joe Gomez. Yeah. I think yeah. Gomez wasn't at his best the other night. Yeah. yeah. Anyone argue with that? No, no. Trent in. No. Well, um, I can hear a Northern Irishman. Don't say Trent. Should have heard him on Monday night. <laughs> no, Get Trent on. Not, not just for nepotism um, <laughs> reasons, but I think he's it's the right game as well for him. Yeah. Left back, left back, left back. It's got to be Robertson, Robertson isn't it? Yeah. Discomfort, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it, t- the clock today was suggesting that Moreno was still a possibility, but yeah, the way that Moreno was talking about still being in pain, yeah. you'd imagine. I suppose the only is concern that the is that Robertson from... has played a lot recently. Is that not the pain from Coutinho leaving? <laughs> no, no, it is not. Okay, no. centre backs. Um, Thanks for killing look, me there. Lovren <laughs> <laughs> will come back in. Yeah, for definite. Van Dijk probably. And then yeah, a toss up between Van Dijk or Matip. Van Dijk just needs games. Yeah. Yeah. Midfield yeah. three then, we're going to go with the three, or are we are going to go with two up front? Lallana and Milner being out restricts, doesn't it? So I think I would go Wijnaldum, yeah. Henderson, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah, I like the look yeah. of that. I don't think there's many other yeah. options. Oh, yeah, Ray Chan, yeah. But he's played a lot of football, hasn't he, Chan, recently? He played all three yeah. And then front three, I would suggest it'll be Ings, Solanke 
and one other. Well, Do you think they? so? Really? Where are they going to be think, playing then? I think Flings wide, wide, sort of wide left, and then Salah probably is the third man. James, you're pursing your lips. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I think it's a toss up. I think I think he might leave out Mane just because I think Mane a is he hasn't his form hasn't been great apart from a couple of spectacular goals. Um, and he's played a lot of football recently. I think he might be one that gets a rest. I think I think I think he might. I just think he, he needs to play storage. If 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 you if you if you're blocking, if you've suddenly changed your mind about loaning him out, then I think, and you know, all the the talk this week is that he's he's looked really good in training, really fit. You know, they give him the chance to get to go and show that he does still have a part to play. I'd certainly have him in the side ahead of Solanke. Joe yeah. Wilts. Yeah, I agree with James on storage. I, I suspect he might play two of the, the three. So you might end up with Salah, Mane and Storage or Salah, Firmino and Storage. Um, I, I think, think, actually, I think Mane is probably most likely to be to, to drop to the bench. No, knowing what Storage's game's like, though, you know that he likes the old through ball. You saw it with Gerard, with Coutinho, with Sterling to a lesser extent, with Suarez. What if he's stuck up there by himself? He's, he's may as well not have him play. I, I agree, but I don't think Liverpool play that. Yeah. The only time we've really seen him play that style was at West Ham when he played and he, he'd yeah. score the goal. Otherwise, they don't really play like that. So, yeah. especially at home. I mean, he might, well, one thing that Sturridge might find beneficial is that Robertson's in the side now. Yeah. Hmm. And you know, puts balls into the penalty area, doesn't he? Into into that sort of channel, which sometimes I I think Robertson does that too much. And I think he he should be a bit smarter about. It. He put a couple in the swans, and I thought, well, they look they look dangerous balls, and but they're actually not. If unless you know, unless a defender makes a mistake. But I think Sturridge is someone who might well find them quite to his to his liking. I think he'll play Ings definitely because I think the way he spoke about him today, and he said we, the reason we're not loaning him out tells you what our long our plan is for him. And I think this this was a game that's been earmarked for for Danny Ings. Came off the bench Monday night, did quite well. I thought nice nice effort on goal, good touch, little back heel to set up um, the chance at the end for Van Dijk to cross for for Mino. So I, I think he'll play. I think Solanke will play. Didn't didn't come on, and I, I would suggest the other one. I'll toss up really. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Ben Woodburn. Have we as a potential player to be in the squad? Who else was training with them on Thursday? Harry Wilson was in mm. in the training session. He, I think he needs another two hundred and fifteen goals before. He <laughs> the squad. Just next week, as well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's on four thousand. We're still not sure about him. Uh, so that's so, what I'm going. Uh, with. You've gone with Solanke. Are we say no for Solanke. I'd, I'd rather see Sturridge start. But yeah, I think he struggles yeah. as well against West, Ham, uh, West Brom. He scored against West Brom. Well, yeah, that ruled out. Yeah, he came off the bench, didn't he? Yeah, he came off. So and he, and he had did. an impact, Solanke. Yeah, he had an impact. Will so that have any impact on the game, by the way, that 0-0, that or is it the old, it's too long ago now? Too long ago, yeah. They've got, they've got problems as well, haven't they, West, West mm. Brom? Yeah. Foster could be out, I think. McLean, they've got a flu flu virus. Agazi. Agazi, Salah's good mate. Uh, final thing then, it's Brendan Rodgers' birthday today, and I believe that, Joe, you've got a message for him. I'll, I'll just pass straight over to James. <laughs> <laughs> 45 years young. Yeah, and yeah, so is Brendan. Yeah. Yeah. Are you just going to say happy birthday to him? Happy birthday, yeah. Because you know he always listens. <laughs> yeah, and it's Dominic King, his 40th birthday today as is well. Is it? If we're oh, doing shout-outs. Yeah, birthday, yeah. Well, well, the formerly of the Liverpool yeah. Tell you what, yeah. one of the great new features. Could they get in touch with us? We'll give you the shout-out on the podcast next week. 
Dominic King and you Brendan Rodgers. Ah, I've learned something today. I did, suddenly everything makes a bit more sense. Right, that's enough for this one. Uh, join, us, join us next week where we'll look back at the West Brom FA Cup game, try and calm down Joe Rimmer because he'll be angry over all the comments on the magic of the FA Cup and look ahead to a trip to Huddersfield. Cheerio.